Hello, is it me you're looking for? That was my old school bit way back in the day. And I still love it because it's timeless. Timeless is where it's at. Classic is where it's at. So, happy December, everybody. It's a beautiful new month. A month of new possibilities, new days, new holiday memories to make. And I want to give a shout out to everybody that takes this time to reflect. I love this whole quarterly season. You know, it, it's, um, it's a beautiful set of months. I feel like it always starts around October, this whole transition of things, because it kind of segues, you know, like you have October where everybody's like, oh, orange, fall, pumpkin spice, and it's, then it's my birthday, and I love the date of my birthday because I'm a dragon baby, and um, I, that's my zodiac, and I love that I'm a Scorpio baby, United Nations baby, and I've always felt connected to a lot of other countries where I love traveling and I love connecting with other cultures, other countries, and I'm absolutely representing October 24th, United Nations baby, and I love the fact that I am, you know, I'm, I'm the first day of a Scorpio, and I'm in love with the fact that it's like this new, like every time it's around that time, because, you know, summer had happened and then it goes into the autumn season and then it then transitions into the winter season. And so I can feel all the different changes and shifts and all that and I flow with it. And I love this month because, you know, it's a prelude to the warmth and the feeling of coziness. So. My husband and I, we've been decorating our home, and we decorated like our dining table area, and we decorated our tree. I'm super excited because the powder arrived for our tree, so we're about to flock our tree. We're gonna flock that tree. We're gonna flock that tree. Mm -mm. So we're gonna flock the tree. I told my friends, I was like, I can't wait to flock my tree. They giggled. Flock that tree so good. So I'm excited to do that. There's an actual technique in doing so. So for instance, we gotta start from the top. Gotta let like let it work its way down. You know, just like how snow would fall. And you gotta kind of mist it, make it all nice, so that the, the snowflakes really stick. And then you have to like be able to then distribute it, so it don't look like it's clumping. So you gotta like really make it rationale all the snow. So I'm super stoked because the colors for our wedding theme, the colors for our wedding day was rose gold and mauve. So that's absolutely reflective because um, we have balls, <laughs> Christmas balls that are rose gold, rose gold and mauve. So I'm super stoked. And we have some really awesome ornaments that we're going to hang. You know, shout out to It's a Wonderful Life, one of my favorite Christmas movies. And, you know, we got the chocolate powder on deck. Because it's about to be, you know, hot cocoa season. You know, and 
clothes out. It's, it's you know, getting a little chilly. Um, not so much where, like, growing up in Washington, you could feel how cold it would be. Like, I was freezing! But, like, in Cali, it's starting more like, oh, is it? Is it December? December what? Like, and then you don't really feel it as much. And other places like Arizona, not so much either, you know. Same thing with Nevada. It's like, no, but definitely in Washington, you could feel it. You know, you could feel like, oh, it's cold. Where's my jacket? I remember growing up, I used to have like different types of jackets, and I loved my jacket collection. And I'd have like North Face, and you know, that's like that big puffy jacket. And then. My mom, for a very long time, worked for a skiwear company. Shout out to Calvert, and um, much love to you know the skiwear industry. And they even dedicated a jacket called the Nirma jacket. And I was a little kid, and I was supposed to model for that jacket, but we were in the Philippines, so we were visiting the Philippines with my parents and. My family made it a point to want to really see me as I was growing up, so we'd often go to the Philippines, and that was part of my childhood, was going to the Philippines. Going to the Philippines, and I'd speak Tagalog, and they'd be like, Oh, marunong ka mag-usap Tagalog yun, Lerta? Aba, talino-talino mo, anak ko! Ang cute-cute mo naman. Aba, um, so, gusto mo ba sa Amerika? Gusto mo? And back in the day, they'd be like, for some reason, they'd call it canoe, and I'd be like, you know, are you talking about like, row, row, row your boat canoe? But it'd be like, Americano, that'd be like the canoe, like the shortened, sort of, you know, abbreviated version. But um, I just really love, you know, and I remember we'd go there in the winter to the Philippines, like either, it'd be either like the summer or the winter. And the reason for that is because that's when school would be out, you know, summertime or winter time. So. When we'd go there in the winter, though, it was really, I thought it was adorable. I thought it was very endearing because, you know, there would be a lot of celebrations. And then I, I do remember something specific. Like, whenever there'd be people singing, you know, they'd be like singing joyfully, you know. And I love singing and I love Christmas caroling and all that. And I volunteer a lot at all of the different retirement homes growing up and singing for them and, and organizing outreach and that type of activity. No, 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 it's Christmas time, okay? Because it's a mini, mini love. And so, in the Philippines, you know, I remember there'd be people singing, right? And it's such a joyful, festive type of celebration, Christmas. And so, be like singing, right? Like, like they'd be like, uh, you know, good evening, mom, good evening. We're going to sing for you, okay? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeers, reindeers, used to laugh and call him names. I know, they never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Yeah. Then when Puggy, hoy! Ano ka ba? Nagsisinakyan ako. Ay! Ay, ayoko. Patawad! And that's what, like, in the Philippines, that's what they would do, right? They'd be like, patawad! Ay, ay, patawad! And I guess that means, like, no more. 
in that respect. Like I can speak Tagalog and I teach it and all that to others. And I could speak it fluently because my grandparents, my family would, would teach it. But that was the one concept where it'd be like, kind of like that rejection factor, like no more, like I don't want it. But you know, cause <laughs> instead of like a courtesy aspect, they would actually hold out their hands. Cause you know, there's a lot of fencing. So they'd hold out their hands like, you know, and there'd be a lot of people not one of the things and I remember in the Philippines there was just such a it was an interesting dichotomy because back in the 80s I do remember there wasn't as much pollution I do remember that and I remember it was like Ferdinand Marcos was the president and Imelda Marcos was their first lady and I just remember that was the time of that the zeitgeist of that time was there there wasn't as much pollution I remember I have like a lot of little flashbacks of it but it was like Shannon Panetta was like the singing um she was like her and I think it was Gabby Conception I think that was her husband's name but they'd be like always would tell me like Norma gusto mo na magiging ano ha ay naku magiging kang artista ay naku so like they would always like kind of hype me up like but then my grandpa my grandma was so protective of me you know like a lot of them the whole nature and reason why they would you know make sure to teach me Tagalog so that I could speak it fluently was for various reasons such as they wanted me to retain the language the culture and <laughs> I specifically remember my grandparents be like magtagalog ka pag hindi ka magtatagalog kukurusan ko yung taeng mo and i'd be like i don't want you pinching my ear okay okay magtatagalog but it was like a cute endearment because like it was kind of like back in the day the way you know to like kind of reinforce but i also remember the other set of reasons as to why was because of the fact that they didn't want me to get kidnapped <laughs> So they'd be like, because like I'm like their oldest granddaughter. And I'd be like, okay, you know, because that was the thing. It's like, we want to protect you, you know. So um, the last time I was actually in the Philippines, I was very much, in, you know, I was protective a lot. Like, because I, I knew how to speak Tagalog and I did not. You know, I've I, I know the feeling of like needing to protect myself and others. So I was very much like in that protective state of like, no, because I don't, you know, like I don't like to get taken advantage of. You know, being a woman, being in another country, and all of that. So I would make sure, like, you know, to just know like moments and stuff, and you know, going to different parts of the Philippines because there's such beautiful parts where you're just like you fall in love right away like the sands are like pure and white and then the water is clear as though it's like the faucet and you see the school schools of fish in the water and your feet and your legs and everything feel good and I just had the most amazing time and I was telling my husband I was like you know like we were supposed to go back there we were and you know um our cruise agent that booked and helped us with our honeymoon you know we were gonna do like a repeat but you know COVID happened and the pandemic happened and the world shut down and travel shut down and the whole nine so we didn't get to experience that but 
we've been meeting and wanting to go so it's just a matter of time and when and when it's safe to go because I'm all about safety safe safety above, above everything safety over everything safety safety safety's key you know safety first and I want to be responsible about my you know my my surroundings and awareness and all that because you know what are we like on the fourth variant aspect like you know all these variants that we hear about and learn about like that's legit happening you know and first it was like spirit airlines delta airlines you know and then we have like like you know it's like it sounds like crypt like so i just felt like we gotta be safe safe safer than sorry so i've been very you know we've been very diligent about that and you know i just kind of feel like it's important as a society to be aware because we genuinely lost a lot of people and i think that it's kind of like gaslighting if we don't honor that loss of people that you know i think it's important because it's kind of like as a society you know we have different populations so there's families that have lost somebody and i think it's important to respect the fact that we have to really get this under control so I was really, really proud of all my friends for taking care and making sure to like really, you know, be be careful and stuff. Cause I want to live to be, like I said in my previous, a hundred and some, and I want everybody to live a hundred and some. And we all know what that entails and looks like is just being safe, you know. And um, you know, I I just want to be careful, and I, I just I felt like you know there's that element of faith and fear is always present but sometimes you just really got to be careful like in my case I had to be extra careful because I had to follow strict protocols and everything so um I just want to be able to do that all again but I respect time and I can't wait to see all my friends again the most beautiful experience is that I'm able to keep in touch with my friends and I'm able to do so in a way where we connect mentally, emotionally, spiritually, even if we don't see each other physically, you know? And I really love my friendships where I feel like everyone's being careful, safe, and being aware. And I really think that's so important, you know? And I love my friendships. I love my friendships like they're family, you know? And when you're family, family's forever, you know? And Sometimes family is not blood, but sometimes family is the people that really stick with you and stick by you, you know, and I just want to give a, a, a lot of love and a big shout out to my friends who are my family that are always in my heart and I carry y'all with me and I know I'm in your heart and it's reciprocated and it's mutual. So I want to give that love and extend it out and it really means a lot to me that We've been able to be solid in our friendships throughout this whole time, especially with all the different types of challenges. It only made us stronger. So I really want to be able to like let y'all know that y'all made a difference. And I think that, you know, that was definitely the difference maker is just being proactive and, you know, wanting to care and you didn't lose your compassion in that time. So. I have much love and much respect for that and keep doing that and as we enter this whole new season as, as we enter this whole new you know this this upcoming new year i just want us to keep that 
keep that kind of sentiment, keep that 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 responsibility, that sense of you know sense of empathy. A lot of times, I think with empathy, I think that when you don't take the time to validate or honor someone's feelings, that really disrupts flow, you know. And I think that with people. You know, like I'll speak from an experience, but like having gone through so much in my life as a human, I feel like I have a lot of different feelings. You know, so I kind of gotten to know myself in various dynamics, and in various predicaments, and various environments, and various situations, and in various friendships. And the ones that really count are the ones where we mutually, respectfully honor each other's integrity. I had a lot of different experiences, some which included different range of emotions, such as the feelings of happiness, bliss, joy, and the other aspect of the spectrum, which was, you know, maybe it was something else, such as the feeling of, you know, loss or or grief or trauma, and that's something that no one's exempt from. No one is immune to grief, loss, trauma, and I think if you're in a friendship. Where if you experience a loss, and we're not talking about losing a house, we're not talking about losing a job, we're not talking about losing, you know, some aspect that you can. We're talking about losing like a, you know, a piece that you can't get back because they went to heaven, you know. And so I feel like if you're there for somebody, and you're there emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and you're just aware, I think that's the most important thing. But if you act like you're too busy, and you act like you don't care, and you act like oh your feelings aren't valid and my life's more important, that's sad. That sucks. You're basically sending the message that you don't give a stuff. I was gonna say sh, but you don't care about that person's feelings, and that hurts because that basically sends the message, and it says their feelings aren't important and they can't come to you because you're busy. And if you're busy, and there's no opportunity, I mean everybody's busy. I have friends that have, you know, kids and families, and I myself, me and my husband, you know, we are a family, and we're in this space where we're growing our family. But I really take the time to understand and connect with my friends from a meaningful place, you know. And I think that's so important to be able to do that. So I think it's really valuable to really take the time to care about. Your friendships and be able to say, "Hey, I get you know, I may not have been there." And another key component is, you know, I think it's important. Like if somebody expresses something, you know, it's always like this space and this pause. And sometimes I think that humans like instinctually want to fill in the blank or fill in the space or fill in the gap, right? And we want so badly to like. But no, I think it's important to just listen, you know, and and so take the time. Yes, take the time to value the person's feelings, but also take the time to comprehend, to listen, to be like, you know, what I've not been there because no situations are the same. Like losing a a person that, or losing, you know,、um, part of of you that you can't like. That's not something that's comparable to, like. It's not. It's different, you know. Losing those entities, those external things, those can always be, you know, 
it's still a valid feeling of loss, but it's not the same thing. You know, it's not. It's not. And people will never understand what certain things feel like. They won't. And that's okay, but don't try to act like you know because you ha- you don't know. You know, and um, the older I get, the more careful I am about what kind of friendships I have. Because I think when you come to a situation where you want to be vulnerable, you want to be your complete self, you know, you want to be able to like really set yourself free in that, in that, in that rapport, you know, and I think a lot of people hold back because they're not, they're not able to like feel a sense of, of safety in the rapport, in the relationship, in, you know, relationship, it's not just it's not like when people think relationship what do you think about like what do you think because it could be variable it could be relationship of romantic it could be relationship of platonic it could be relationship of you know professional of you know um you know the 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 professor and the and the student it could be the relationship of the coach and the mentee it could be you know, coach hand-in-hand, mentor in the mentee. It could be relationship of, you know, parent to child. So relationships, you know, that that's definitely variable. But, like, always have compassion, you know. We've been through a lot as a society, as a country, in the world. And it doesn't hurt to be that way. And I think that if you don't be that person, if you're not, then if the person has grief, they're never gonna wanna, they're, they're gonna remember that. Because people remember, I myself, I remember how people make me feel. If you're not gonna make me feel safe, why am I gonna wanna be drawn to wanna feel safe with you? If you're not gonna make me feel safe, why do I wanna open up with my most delicate, fragile, it's like glass, once it breaks, it breaks. You know, why would I wanna be vulnerable with you if you're not making me feel safe? However, if you make me feel safe, if you make me feel at home, if you make me feel welcome, if you make me feel like it's okay, then that makes a difference. Not just the Donnie difference, but the absolute difference, you know? Again, that shouting out to... <laughs> we all, well, not everybody, but, you know, if you don't know the reference, then anyway. So, always know the difference. Of being there and being present you know that's kind of the beauty of why it's even called present is because you know how to be there and that's the true gift so stay tuned for more little bit you know of the wings podcast we'll be back for more so stay tuned thank you so much hello and thanks for tuning in to another episode of little bit you of the wings podcast as always we have a wonderful awesome segment for you here today we have the LTR recap, where we'll have the analysis as well as predictions coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one and only LTR recap, ladies and gentlemen, Lance. All right, everybody, we got the sports recap coming up for you. Of course, I'll start with my team. We played the Vikings on Sunday. It was a really important game. It was a must win. It was a must win for both teams, but course it was more of a must win for us because it's my team so um in the early on it was uh the first drive for the 49ers was looking kind of um kind of rough I mean Jimmy struggled a little bit and then he threw an interception kind of right out the gate 
and then uh, you can see on the side, um, Shanahan gave him a gave him a mouthful and was cursing him out. And you can see that when he was sitting on the bench. But he took it a he took it like a champ. And then you know whatever whatever Shanahan said, it worked. Jimmy, you know he played great for the rest of the game. It was a uh, really fun game to watch. It was a back and forth one, but ultimately the Niners succeeded and pulled it off in the end. We really um we really dominated on offense and dominated on defense but the Vikings they're a good team and they were playing for their playoff spot so it was a still a tough game um Debo Samuel I mean he's he's got to be making his case for the best wide receiver slash running back jack of all trades player of the year it's just unbelievable he's already over a thousand yards um Brandon Ayuk had a big game uh the defense played a good game Nick Bosa's you know getting I think he's already up to 11 or 12 sacks this season and that's got to be comeback defensive player of the year, I think. You know, he's got to run in for that. And it was a lot of fun. Um, our linebacker, Al Shair, he got a uh, he got an interception on Kirk Cousins and almost ran it back for pick six. But we ended up scoring anyway. Um, running back, Elijah Mitchell. Man, he is something else. It, it, that was just one of these really good finds. Um, He's, he's playing like an all-star running back. He's This is like a rookie of the year kind of running back. I think he got up to 130 yards, had a touchdown too. It was a lot of fun. Anytime your team wins, it's fun. That was a big game and it was a lot of fun. I was happy. Um, we have a winning record now, six and five. It was the first time since the 2019 Super Bowl run that we've had a winning record. So this is a really good, really good thing. We're definitely, I think we're the seventh or the sixth seed in the playoff uh wild card spot which is awesome the only unfortunate things that happened in that game was that uh Debo Samuel sustained an injury which is pretty bad because he's not going to be playing this next weekend that's a big part of our offense it's a huge part of our offense that he won't be in the game for on Sunday Fred Warner our linebacker also is most likely going to miss the game which is huge you know he's a he's a key piece on defense but We've got enough talent on the team. We can overcome those things. And, um, yeah, I'm just really happy with the team and really happy with where we're going. But we got a long ways to go. So um, now I'll get into uh, my wife's team, Seattle Seahawks. They played the Washington football team on Monday night. And the game wasn't so great. It was, um, yeah, it was just kind of, I mean, kind of boring. But, um Ultimately, Washington ended up winning the game, 17 to 15. Seattle just, I don't know what it is. They're coaching. They just played really bad. Um, didn't have any kind of run game. They, I think they went three and out. I don't know how many times during the game. Just really uh, no uh, creativity. I mean, DK Metcalf didn't get like any targets, which doesn't make any sense. Russell Wilson was missing wide open receivers. It's just... But even as bad as they played, you know, by the end of the game, they only lost by two points. And in the end of the game, Russell Wilson also threw a uh, 38-yard touchdown pass that put him right back in it. Unfortunately, right after he threw the interception on the two-point conversion, which pretty much sealed the game. But they also did an onside kick that they actually got back. And you're thinking, wow, this is insane. But then a flag got thrown, which pretty much ended. That was it for him. Um... Their record stands at three and eight right now, which is something that Seattle hasn't hasn't seen since Russell Wilson's been there. And you know, a lot of people are saying this is this should be his last season and be Pete Carroll's last season too. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm like, who would you rather have to go? If it means get rid of Pete Carroll to keep Russell, Seattle should keep Russell. Um, I just think they're in a little bit of a slump right now, but that all goes back to, it's not just Russ, I don't think. I think it's the coaching. They just, there's just something off. The defense, though, is, uh, they're playing pretty decent. They're getting a lot of flack, but they're actually, I mean, they're holding opponents to a few points. The offense isn't really producing, though, so, you know, football, it goes both ways. It's on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, they, uh, we got our game this weekend, actually, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one, you know, this is, um, oh, sorry, my little dog has to chime in, yeah, she knows that we're going up against each other this weekend, so she's trying to give comfort, yeah, she, she just could feel it, no, huh. She wants to be part of the sports cast. Okay, little girl. Yeah, come on. Come hang out. So, we have our game this weekend. Seattle Seahawks versus the 49ers. The rivalry game. Always a tough one for me in my life. Uh, this one in particular is going to be tough just because it's the latter of the season. When we started off this year, you know, Seattle beat us. Actually, one of their three wins this year is against us. So... It's a game that, um, you know, on paper and everything, everyone's saying that, like, the Niners should destroy these guys, and I can never think that way. I can never think that way when we go up against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, and after the way they've been playing, for this to be a rivalry game, you know, you could expect to see the best of them, you know, Seahawks and Niners, and Russell is, uh, I think he tweeted something out or put something on his Instagram saying, NFL better watch out, and... So he's he's putting it all out there like you know don't don't sleep on us and if you're a 49ers fan and you're the 49ers team don't like it's it's not it's not a good look and you guys can on any given Sunday anyone could be upset and this is one of these games for some reason Seattle always knows how to play us tough I don't know what it is about them but they always do all of our games we've only won two games against Seattle since Shanahan got there in 2017 so I mean if you do the math on that it, they beat us most of the time so. And that's even when our team was good during our Super Bowl run. I mean, and when we're good, those games always come down to the wire. So this this one, I don't I don't expect it to be any different. You know, I'm a I'm expecting this to be a tough one. Plus, without having Debo Samuel there and Fred Warner, I mean, that's that's big. That gives Seattle a, a much better chance of winning because you know that's uh, the last three games stretch that we've been on. Debo Samuel's been a huge factor in these games, and without him there. It's going to take some other guys stepping up to make the uh, make the plays and, and, you know, do the work. And like I said, we have the talent. I believe in us. I want us to win. I know my wife wants her team to win. It's going to be a, a tough game to watch together, but we always get through it because we're bigger than football and at the end of the day. Than exactly. Love is stronger than football. At the end of the day, it's just a game. I still want my team to win. And she wants hers to win. So it's going to be fun, though. Um... It, it was it's messed up though it was supposed to be a primetime game it was going to be a sunday night game and the nfl flexed us and you know bumped us to the afternoon game because seattle's record isn't that good and i'm like that's messed up you know anytime it's a rival no that's always what they do they did it to us too last year when we were bad when we were supposed to be prime time but our team wasn't any good it's one of these weird things though it's not like the game they put on at night is a good one it's an afc game that's not with two great people. I'd rather see us two play, but I'm happy it's an afternoon game in a way. Get it out of the way earlier. Have some time to 
be upset and reflect instead of going to bed upset, you know. But like she said, love is stronger than football. And we are going to get through this. So, um, everybody, always a pleasure. I'll be talking to you guys again soon. We'll have the breakdown of what happens on Sunday. And always a pleasure. Once again, I'm going to hand it back over to my wife and we'll talk soon. Thank you very much. All right. That was an awesome recap. Thank you so much, Lance. As always, you rock. So, go Hawks. I am a diehard Seahawk fan. Thick and thin. Rain or shine. Do or die. Win, non-win. I'm all in. So, I still root for my Seahawks. It just, it's been a tough season for us. It really has. And... You know, part of going all in and part of being undivided and 110% when it comes to supporting is you really, you know, support through all of that. And I do remember when we had all of our ups, you know, because I think the reality is there's ups and there's downs and there's highs and there's lows. So I do specifically remember that. And the beauty of that was in that first win when we won the Super Bowl in 2014 when we beat the Broncos I still remember my feelings and I still remember believing and I still remember being by myself the cheese stands alone I was on the road and I was watching the game and we absolutely won and you know it was a blowout and I remember it was like a CA Broncos and I was the only Seahawk fan so you know it definitely was the the outlier of the group where I was just the chase stands alone and I just felt like you know that spilled over to the following year and I went to the Super Bowl in 2015 and I just remember those years specifically and the fact that we were able to get that far and you know shout out to my grandpa Tata Ayanor who I used to watch my Seahawk games with so in a lot of ways I feel like it reconnects me with my grandpa in heaven and you know just like with Lumpia connects me with my grandma and my nana Singh and it makes me makes me feel like they're still with me in my heart and takes me back to back in the day since I was a little baby so I just feel like no matter what I'm like ride or die you know like sure okay we win yay sure we didn't win today okay but you know we just keep going and my philosophy is that as long as we do our best then you know it's okay and the rest doesn't matter you know it just it's all about just keep trying you know keep pushing so I just want to say that I hope that we win next week um we're playing the Niners and you know, it's kind of funny because when I first got together with Lance, I was like, I can't believe we don't, you know, and of all the teams, it had to be that one. But it's always interesting and fun, you know, and no matter what, I'm still going to support. And I just, you know, the tough part, I'm all yawning. <laughs> uh, the tough part is just watching a team play and then, I don't know, that's we're at three and eight, right? That's so sad. <laughs> that feels like that scene from <laughs> from Meet the Fockers, and it's like, oh, you know, you got your river night here, tenth place. It's like, oh, 
participation points i mean i don't know like you know you want to keep rooting and stuff but you know just like you just kind of got to giggle with it because you know a cigar is a cigar it is what it is um you know so it just it's just it's just hilarious because there was a game genuinely where we didn't score a point <laughs> in the season and honestly, you just kind of got to laugh with it. Not laugh at it, but rather laugh with it, you know? It's like, it's just mind-blowing, you know? But if you're going to go all-in, go all-in. But if you're not going to win, make it funny. I guess so. It just makes me laugh. I'm like, who are you? What have you done? You know? Who hijacked my team? Who are you? It doesn't even feel like the same team. I'm like, who am I rooting for? <laughs> like, what's going on? But I just kind of chopped up to humor and I kind of just giggle. And the funny thing is, is I think it's kind of like, it's therapeutic to just kind of giggle because it's like, I'm still here, you know, watching and supporting and, and I'm all in with it. But I think that just goes with territory. It goes with the whole, the zone. And I... I just want to, you know, keep giving love, and it's not, technically it's not over, I mean, we still have a couple games. Speaking of which, if anybody is interested in, I have, I have tickets to go see Seahawks versus the Rams, so if you're interested, hit me up, and let me know, let me know, Domino. Um... And may the best offer win. Otherwise, I'm just going to take my husband. <laughs> just saying. I'm going to win that one. I did, yeah, we already went to a season game. We saw, but that one didn't count. That one was like a preseason game, but it was just fun to kind of watch. But this is an actual season game. So if you're interested, definitely let me know. Um, yeah, tickets, 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 I think are sold out. So these are really good seats and really good tickets. All right. So I wanted to wish Britney Spears a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Britney. I remember her birthday. You know, the weird part is like, I remember people's birthdays and my brain just remembers things. It has like a archival filing unit system that remembers birthdays and I remember people's birthdays like on a date you know so even if I don't have like even if me and a person lose touch like I'll remember their birthday same thing with me like I saw somebody and they were like oh yeah I remember your birthday October 24 and I'm like I was so flattered but I was like wow okay you too you remember my and then um I remember you know well, I think I I I want to give a I want to give the credit because my grandma when I was little, she'd always be like, "Okay." She'd whip out her calendar and she'd write down everybody's birthdays, you know? And she had my grandma had 13 kids. So that was a lot of kids, so she'd remember all of their birthdays and me being the oldest granddaughter, she would always remember my birthday cuz that was you know, that was very significant and special cuz that's when 
because I was born and raised in Seattle, Washington, United States of America. And my grandparents, they, they were coming from the Philippines where everything was all first with us. So it was me and my siblings and my parents and my godmom, Nina Lin. And I remember we'd all spend time together where it was all first. So it's like I was like the first granddaughter and it was their first Christmas spending time in Seattle, Washington, in the land of the free America. And I remember I have all these baby pictures with them where I'm just a little baby, they're holding me. And that's how closely bonded I am with my grandparents is I remember all these memories because I was, you know, it was all, all, all things first, you know? And um, I just remember cooking with my grandma a lot. We cooked a lot of, we definitely cooked chicken adobo. Um, we definitely, we definitely had a lot of great Filipino cuisines together, like lumpia. We, I would roll the lumpia. And I remember, here's the thing, like people had different requests for lumpia and definitely different requests for pancit, you know? So like for the lumpia, I don't understand this, but oh, do you like raisins in your lumpia? I know, people would request that from me. I'd be like, for what? But it was like a thing. Lance's face is like he's making a face and he's like making the nostril face where it's like, what? <laughs> but it was like, for what? Why would you want that in your taste bud? And now we're like, all of a sudden you're eating meat and then it's like that raisin. Mm. Or, you know, like the, gosh, you know, I, I they would, you know, we jazz it up. And I remember we had a hollow, hollow ice grinder, babe, where you'd put a block of ice, right? And I remember I loved that thing because it would just like break down the ice and they would shave the ice, you know? And that would be part of our hollow, hollow mix. So for me, what, what did I like in my hollow, hollow? I like mango. I like the jackfruit. I did like ube. I did like the corn. I like sweet corn. And I remember we put the ice and then we put like condensed milk. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> it was so good though. I love it. And then, oh, but how, one cannot forget the coconut. Coconut. But you get these, these packaged items and they're pre-made so that when you open the jar, it's ready to be, you know, put into your hollow, hollow. So I'd be like, hello, hello, you know. <laughs> we had so many fun memories. We'd bike over to my grandparents' house. And their house was interesting because there was the main house. And then there was the garage. And then there was, like, this big backyard like that had a courtyard theme. And I remember, you know, they the whole area, it was, it was really cool because, like, next door was... Cooper next door was like the park and back then when we'd go to the park in the summertime there there would be a place to kind of swim but it wasn't even like a pool it was just kind of like cement but and it was like maybe maybe a foot and they would put water in it and that would constitute oh it's fun it's park and it's it's but they had back in the day they had like this like I remember the park when we would go there would be like the ferris wheel that had so much rust to it that if you'd have to like you know turn it you'd get rust on your hands <laughs> or like 
they didn't have any no and then i remember there was this like jungle gym it was so rusty there'd be nails on it and because you know it'd rain a lot so it'd get like rusty and i remember we'd climb it and we'd kind of you know have fun with it and i remember the carousel i almost died on that thing could have died if like well think about it any kid could have died on that thing did you get your tetanus shot (laughs) oh man but yeah it just takes me back brings me back I always feel like when I think about all those memories it's like I'm going in the DeLorean yeah thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Little Bit Yanurma of the Wings Podcast we want to thank all of our listeners for listening in on episode 10 of Little Bit Unirma podcast. Thank you so much, Germany. Dankeschön. Thank you so much, Philippines. Maraming salamat. Mabuhay. And mahal kita. We also want to thank the United States of America, my country. God bless America. And we also want to thank the UK. Cheers. And we want to give a shout out to all of our friends and our family. Thank you so much. We want to give love to my parents, Bobby D and Ava, that's Bobby D, Elvis, and Priscilla, as well as my other set of parents, Ralph and Debbie, and we also want to give shout outs and love to Hannah, Valencia, Jerry, Kurt, Jane, Dennis, Dean, Cole, Lucy, Kenny, Patricia, Indy, as well as Amy, Paul, Minnie Mouse, yes, Minnie Mouse, Sav's Beauty, Savannah, Jack with hair plate, LV, for my red locks, my red rocks, and my red rocks because it's red locks all day, every day. We want to thank also Diana. Thank you for my Christmas nails. I love it. Happy holidays. Maligayang Pasco to all. We want to also thank all of our listeners everywhere around the world, around the globe, around our country. Stay safe as always. We want to give a shout out to Olympia Culture. There you will find my little bit collection. Just go to olympiaculture.com and you'll find the awesome designs. Love it, love it, love it. Yay! And we can't wait for you guys to tune in to episode 11. Episode 11. We're already here. Episode 11. Can't wait. So excited. Stay safe as always. Much love and God bless. And stay tuned for more Little Bit Unirma of the Wings podcast. See y'all soon. Thank you. Maraming salamat. Mabuhay. God bless America. God bless the world. Amen. Little bit Yanurma of the Wings podcast.